Logan, Ohio State guys are kicking off. Who you like, Iowa? Fuck if it makes a difference, as long as it pays out. Uh, I want to start this episode with my review of the new Borat film. I just want to say, Borat 2 is very nice, and I watched it with my wife. Get it? Oh my god. Hell yeah. (laughs) I get Get that reference. Yeah, dude. Actually, Evan, did you watch the new Borat? I've watched like the first like 15 minutes of it, and then... I stopped watching it because I wasn't in the right headspace, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, set and setting is always very important when you're watching sort of, like, secondhand embarrassment-type films. <laughs> so, it wasn't just... I wasn't feeling it at the time, but I will definitely watch it by the end of this weekend. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it very much. Stella, I know you watched it. Yeah, I can tell you, if you need the right headspace, I would recommend watching it um, when you're a little drunk after watching the presidential debate. <laughs> Between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That seemed to be a really good vibe. Nice. And that's yeah. a, that's a great segue. But first, I'll just say, this is Rock Hard Caucus, Iowa's number one podcast in all categories. It's the best one. It's at the top, no matter what the qualifications are. Iowa's number one podcast, Rock Hard Caucus. We don't even know who our competition is. But yeah, the podcasts are all we all live miles apart from each other because we're all everything in Iowa is the country. It's all gravel roads. Our nearest neighbors are like five miles away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this is just a, a public declaration. Fuck you, Iowa soybean grower podcast. Rockhard <laughs> Caucus is coming for your crown. <laughs> I'm here with my good friends, Evan and Stella. You've heard their voices. You love them. Listeners. <laughs> You can't get enough. (laughs) (laughs) Two of your favorite people to listen to. Yeah, so the the debate. Did anybody else watch that? I barely did. Uh, I was playing Rocket League for the first half of it, and then I didn't watch the second half of it. So (laughs) I, too, was playing video games. (laughs) It was a little bit, it seemed like a little bit uh, tamer than the previous one, but also Mm -hmm. just as stupid and inane. Right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) equally stupid, but more boring. So kind of a loser on all fronts. I think that's a fair system. I was playing Age of Empires 2, which I hadn't picked up in years. That's I was a getting classic. really into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really remember from the debate is that uh, Biden slipped up and called the Proud Boys the Poor Boys instead. And I don't think he corrected himself. So, Well, you know, what was what was this thing about black children and, and white children? Or the poor children? God damn it. I have to find the oh, poor yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, white kids and poor kids or something like that. It was a terrible uh, choice of phrasing. Yeah. I mean, it may not have been this bad, but I want to say it was poor kids are just as smart as white kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> was yeah. it actually that? Man, like that's like something I would say if I wanted to be really uncharitable to Biden is that he said that. But if he said that directly and that's an actual quote, well... He's just as bad as I think he is. Yeah. No, he said that. Poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That was the same speech where he, like, repeated that racist lie that, like, black kids don't hear n- the same number of words when they're little kids from their right. parents. And so families of color should, like, turn on records so that mm-hmm. their kids hear more words. 
From records? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me also of another Joe Biden quote from like the beginning of the 2007 primaries, which was about Obama. And he said, I yeah. mean, you got the first mainstream African-American <laughs> who is articulate and bright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's a mainstream African-American? <laughs> you know, he's not He's not Jesse Jackson. God forbid. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> Yeah, mainstream, like, politically. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what he means. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering it's Biden, that's definitely what he means. Like, it probably was directly a slight against Jesse Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he ran against Jesse Jackson in 88. Yeah, and got his ass kicked. <laughs> Same as in 2008, I guess, but... Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the problem with the, uh, the 2020 primary. There wasn't any, like, mainstream articulate black man to kick Joe Biden's ass like before. (laughs) It's so funny that we can just, like, whitewash all this shit into history. I mean, just living in 2020 now, like, this is not spoken of, like... The, right. like, speaking at Strom Thurmond's funeral shit isn't talked about. Yeah. The media absolutely doesn't cover it. I was reading, you know, this um, short little article in the New York Times, definitely not a feature story, but it was about what Biden was like when he went to the University of Delaware. Like, this is the time, you know, the, the 60s, people are comparing that to today's political moment in terms of, like, people marching in the streets for civil rights. And Biden didn't want any part of that. <laughs> he he was the guy on campus walking around with a sweater around his neck. He didn't drink. He once almost ended a date, mid-date, with a woman because she, like, tried to smoke a cigarette in his car. What a nerd! <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The, I wow. think that the headline was Joe Biden didn't march; he wanted to get elected or something. Which what an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, smoking a cigarette in the car back then was like that was like a universal activity. I think wasn't everyone smoking in cars back then? Well, listen, he was a progressive. He knew cigarettes were bad before yeah. the rest of the country. So Yeah, forward-thinking Joe Biden. Always on the cutting edge. Yeah. Uh, I also, I remember he once again just, like, bragged about how he beat the socialist in the primary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason I won the primary is because I disagreed with everyone about fracking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yep that's why bernie was not the front runner through like all of january and february yeah <laughs> right the whole period where it was like a somewhat legitimate election <laughs> the wounds are still fresh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also um you know kind of jumping off that i think uh the one comment he made that i found really surprising I was surprised, actually, that they asked about immigration during the debate. I think that's probably because there was that news story that just came out this past week around how many kids and parents are still separated and how Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they've lost track of the parents or the kids even. So I was like surprised and like I was interested in hearing how this moderator I thought was way better than the last two as well. I thought she did an okay job. Maybe because she had mute power. (laughs) that's true yeah they couldn't just run wild the whole time yeah but um joe biden said well he was answering for you know obama's administration and obama being known as the deporter in chief and this huge uptick in deportations Mm -hmm. and 
he's his answer to that was, "Well, I'll be president this time, not vice president." <laughs> Dang, yeah. you can't throw Obama under the bus like yeah, that. What Come the on, man. Heck? Well, he loves to have it both ways because <laughs> exactly. every time, yeah, every time it's an Obama good thing. If it's Obama praise, it's like, yeah, I was there. I was doing that. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And every time it's yeah. something horrible that Obama did, it was like, well, I mean, I was only the vice president. so <laughs> Yeah. And on the flip side, Donald Trump the entire time is like, why didn't you get this done? Like, why didn't you do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is pretty funny. Well, considering that Donald Trump has been the president for four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. During the immigration segment, that's when uh, Trump was repeatedly asking Biden who built the cages, which uh, I guess mm-hmm. I guess Trump has been, you know, reading left twitter (laughs) yeah well yeah there is another article that came out that showed that like obama deported more people in the first term than trump had right and it was because there's more like cooperation from cities but i don't know it's funny the twitter wars that break out over it and everyone's just like completely trying to defend it as if like obama's thing wasn't like a deterrent strategy to begin with to like deport people so that they would like not want to come here because they would fear being deported like it's it's the same like you can draw a direct line like it's not quite the same like a trump is obviously fucking his ice department is even worse but like Mm -hmm. it's crazy how liberals will bury their heads in the sand over any criticism of obama absolutely yeah it's it's really interesting how presidential powers have expanded so much in the last several decades and then Mm -hmm. when trump comes into office someone who is so abnormal and then takes advantage of all of these expanded powers everyone's like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah who could have imagined the problem of having like an executive office that's like way more powerful (laughs) like no one (laughs) no one ever could have foreseen that as a problem (laughs) when they're doing it in a a, you know civilized way or whatever As long as they pretend that there's, like, you know, institutions and norms that will stop them. Exactly. Yeah. I want to say there was another instance of uh, Biden, like, apologizing for something that he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he brought up Rudy Giuliani and um, he was, like, saying, oh, I shouldn't go into it. All right, I will. Rudy Giuliani (laughs) is... Well, apparently that opened him up for Trump's favorite uh, attack, which is that, well, your son and you have all these connections overseas as well in that part of the world. Because he was talking about like Rudy Giuliani being like Putin's puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I bet Putin's got his hand all the way up his ass. (laughs) Russian Rudy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Liberals are so bad at nicknames. Trump is the nickname <laughs> king. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that that the new Borat movie really yeah puts that in stark contrast right away because the first time Trump comes up, he calls him McDonald Trump, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I people should part. have been saying that the whole time. Where, did, <laughs> where yeah. has this been? <laughs> well, that's all I really remember about the debate. It sucked. You know, I hate these guys. I don't want to listen to them. I was much more interested in building up huge stone walls and <laughs> guard towers to, yeah. <laughs> to create my impenetrable peasant village. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, and I was trying to hit a ball into a specific area. Yeah. <laughs> Stella, were you uh, playing any video games during the debate? Um, Would you consider, <laughs> you know... Uh, scrolling through Twitter with a white claw in, a, in your hand, uh, a game. That's uh, <laughs> I'd say it's a game of sorts. Maybe well, that's not the only game that. I'm good at. Maybe not activity. a video game. That one I uh, <laughs> I can I'm actually competitive at. <laughs> <laughs> it's interactive in the sense that you can scroll, but yeah, yeah. Twitter is kind of the ultimate MMO. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a persistent online world. <laughs> I certainly wasn't going to be, you know, opening up my The Sims 4 and exposing my <laughs> gentle, innocent Sim family to the toxicity of American politics. They don't deserve yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Absolutely not. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Twitter as a video game. I guess in, yeah. in a way Twitter is also kind of role playing, like everyone's sort of playing a character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And there's points. Right, yeah. You can get a high score, you know. I leveled up over the summer, for sure. Yeah, you definitely leveled up. (laughs) I'm still grinding for experience. (laughs) Except I'm not really grinding. I barely pick it up, but... You're kind of a casual. Yeah. (laughs) I'm more of a consumer than a provider. Right. We have a guild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do have a guild. That's true. (laughs) Well, uh... Let's move on to the next segment because the debate's too boring. But there was something that uh, we talked about like early in that discussion about how uh, Biden's whole campaign is basically built on lying about his entire history and current platform, (laughs) (laughs) which will be on display here in this next segment. So this is something I wanted to do like months ago. I think it was like late July. I was putting this together and then the derecho happened and I just sort of scrapped it. Uh, but I want to look at the election through the lens of campaign ads. So I've collected a bunch for us to kind of listen to today. And I decided to mostly limit myself to Facebook ads because I figure, aside from like old people watching TV, Facebook is probably where most people are encountering these ads or mailers. But anyway, <laughs> in terms of audio <laughs> that I can play on the show... Um, <laughs> Oh man, I should have. I get so many mailers. I'm sure everyone here gets tons of mailers, but mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. I get all the Republican ones now too. I get like pro life ones, which is very really? interesting. I've been missing out. Uh, but Facebook has a library of campaign ads, so you can look at every single campaign ad that's been paid for on Facebook, and you can filter it based on like geographical location and like which page is actually paying for it. So. I've limited myself to Facebook ads targeting Iowa and directly from the campaign pages. So I'm not really going to like PACs or outside groups, which would be probably another entire world in itself because those tend to be like dirtier. But But I needed to limit the scope a little bit because there's just a ton of shit to go through. Um, And I also excluded for the most part uh, just like cheap videos taken with cell phones because some of the candidates have been doing that a lot for their fundraising. And it's kind of boring. So I skipped most of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to start big and like go smaller. So we're going to start with uh, the presidential race. If if you weren't aware, the candidates are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And Joe Jorgensen. That's true. And her vice presidential guy whose name is Spike. 
which is which is cool. <laughs> Spike Cohen, yes. I don't know much about her actually, which is kind of. I mean, she's no Gary Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that sexist? <laughs> <laughs> But I, it doesn't seem like that many people are talking about her at all. Like No. Yeah. No, she's just kind of standard libertarian from what I can tell. Uh, but Spike Cohen was uh, Vermin Supreme's kind of partner in oh, the really? libertarian primary. Nice. So Spike getting the VP nod was kind of, a, I, <laughs> I guess, a, a branch to the Vermin Supreme yes. segment Bringing of the, the libertarian party. Together. I just really like they got Spike on the ballot. Yeah, it's in quotes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Spike <laughs> Cohen. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should say that I also limited myself to the uh, Democrat and Republican candidates. I guess third party candidates, that may have been fun too, but I doubt most of them are spending a lot of money on Facebook ads. Yeah. Howie Hawkins also. Yeah. Howie seems like a, a good person, which means yeah. he can't be president. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> This is America. <laughs> yeah, this is America. You have to be a sociopath to become president. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be voting for Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is like like you have to be a sociopath and you have to be good enough at it to not get caught doing <laughs> other bad stuff. Yeah. I'll just say I have a totally different opinion of Obama now than I did in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's get started. Here's the first Biden ad that I have selected for us. Joe Biden took his Senate oath of office in a hospital. His wife and daughter killed in a car crash and his two little boys lying in the bed. As a newly single father, he persisted. He took the train four hours (laughs) every day to have breakfast with his boys in the morning and tuck them in at night. These are the values he learned growing up in Scranton, and he's carried them with him since. It's why he always fights for the underdog. Like when he took on big money, years before Citizens United exposed our corrupt political system for what it is. Or when he pioneered the Global Climate Protection Act, way before any polls told him to do so. Because for Joe Biden, there's no issue too big to tackle, and no person too small to care for. He knows he can't do it alone, though. Because the systemic change we need will not come from one person or even one administration. He needs you. It's going to take the work of a generation. When we stand together, finally as one America, we'll rise stronger than we were before. Ah, that dramatic music. I am. I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, pretty much... I guess just lying about the most important parts of his Senate career. Yeah, very light on specifics. <laughs> uh, but I absolutely love the uh, he persisted line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny to include. Fucking Elizabeth Warren <laughs> either got really mad <laughs> at that or happy. I'm not sure which. I, you know, I hate to sound crass, but I don't know. I feel like we all know. What happened to his first wife and daughter? Very tragic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. geez, he really likes to bring it up quite a bit. Like I, <laughs> I he's he's gotten yeah. a lot of mileage out of that. Um, and the fact that he sees his boys every morning and then tucks them in at night, like that's a quite a bit of time where he's not caring for them or interacting with them. <laughs> you right. know, like he sees them yeah. twice a day, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, that's kind of always been his thing, though, is a family thing. And yeah, like, especially, I guess, since there's been like multiple tragedies mm-hmm. that affected him. But the thing with his um, wife and daughter dying was that uh, he kept saying that the yeah. driver of the mm-hmm. car was uh, was drunk. Yeah. Which I guess was speculated at the time in the media, but never actually mm-hmm. proven. And he obviously never was arrested or anything over it but like the guy's family apparently sent him a bunch of letters like asking him to just like stop yeah. saying that or like retract it can you please stop calling my dad a murderer <laughs> yeah please stop saying my dad was a drunken murderer <laughs> and apparently they got ignored for a long time i think the line uh no person too small kind of stood out to me too i Find that to be like kind of uh, on the edge of, well, is he pro life then? I think mm. he's probably one of the more legal but rare. He's one of those yeah. legal but right. rare guys for sure. Yeah. And I think he used to be opposed to abortion entirely, right? Yeah, that sounds about right, but I don't <laughs> know. No way to verify that. I, he's definitely not sympathetic toward it. And I think if he could get away with being a Democrat at the level he is and not. Mm-hmm call himself pro-choice i wouldn't be surprised if that's closer to his personal views Mm -hmm. he is catholic oh there's a vox article joe biden's evolution on abortion explained he evolved like a pokemon again (laughs) yeah i can i can explain it pretty well um polling and (laughs) shifting (laughs) democratic party priorities here's another ad from mr joe biden the days of divisiveness soon be over yes a new world's coming we can build a more perfect union that belongs to you and me let's get back up yes a new world's coming we can't believe again those drums though <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's kind of just empty but i thought it was funny <laughs> just completely false optimism yeah yeah Uh, we're gonna unify america the dark days are behind us (laughs) these are from um after the primary right justin these are like more recent these two are running currently that is so fascinating because i feel like i did see some joe biden ads you know, during the actual primary on TV or on Facebook or whatever, where the vibe was so different. Like it was almost like a Ford truck, built Ford <laughs> truck kind of like approach yeah. like with rock, like a heavy guitar, dad rock and yeah. Joe Biden with his aviators. And it was just so, so different when he was trying to differentiate himself amongst the Democrats as like cool Uncle Joe. Remember me? <laughs> And now, just just completely different. More of an uplifting piano, the the drums to <laughs> military drums, and yeah, interesting. Let's take a look at the other side. See how uh, Donald Trump is trying to appeal to the Iowa voter. President Trump is recovering from the coronavirus, and so is America. <laughs> Together, we rose to meet the challenge, protecting our seniors, getting them life-saving drugs in record time, sparing no expense. President Trump tackled the virus head on, as leaders should. I can't imagine. By getting himself. could be doing more. We'll get through this together. We'll live carefully, but not afraid. <laughs> I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Uh, wow. So, since you guys can't see this, um, I'll say that at the bottom right, there's, you know how when you're watching an ad, there's a little button that comes up and says skip ad. 
You can skip it after a couple seconds. Yeah. This one has a fake button at the bottom right that says, don't skip. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, that would confuse some seniors. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. That one, of course, just, you know, lying about how we're handling the virus. In the last election cycle, too, it was much more evident um, in his ads and in the debates. And especially when Mike Pence was talking about Trump, there was a lot of, like, masculine imagery. Like, uh, I remember... Oh, yeah. Do you remember that vice presidential debate where Pence kept saying that Trump would be a better leader than Clinton because he had broad shoulders? It was like, he <laughs> like said that, like, 50 times. But anyway, anything like... The phrase they used in this ad, like tackled head on, and mm, right. yeah, you know, it's I like football. I'll vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I just imagine like a large like clump of coronavirus, and he just he just <laughs> jumps on top of it, and gets infected immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we've got a classic. The southern end of our ranch is the international boundary, and I have over 200 trails from Mexico. It's drug packers. Oh, no. It's about providing a clear roadmap to citizenship for 11 million undocumented aliens. Yes, we will build the wall. We've he said already it. Started. He said it. Someday we will have a form of security like everybody else. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Okay, if the problem is too many trails in his backyard, like it sounds like Joe Biden's going to fix that by having a easier access to citizenship. Yeah, but uh, they're drug packers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supply and demand. If people weren't demanding drugs. Yeah, now more than ever, we want more and more <laughs> drugs. So That's true. I say let the drug packers in. Yes, coronavirus. Yeah. Maybe they're bringing the vaccine over. They're bringing uh, Regeneron over. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was what I want to say about the last one is that Trump also said in the debate was that uh, there is going to be a vaccine (laughs) the next two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) And that we, yeah, they're going to distribute the vaccine before the election. (laughs) (laughs) The clock is ticking. Johnson and Johnson. They're they're stepping up to the plate. Pfizer. Uh yeah, again this is a, that was an ad targeting Iowa with its kind of anti-immigration thing. Um I don't know if you guys know but the entire agricultural industry completely relies on illegal immigrants. So <laughs> Yeah. You might want to might want to let them stay. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Biden openly admitted his plan to violate our second amendment rights. To gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right. While Antifa terrorizes our cities and radical leftists call to defund the police, Biden and Harris would enact unconstitutional gun control measures, making it harder than ever to defend yourself. Your family and rights won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. Bingo. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Don't you want to shoot those leftists? Uh, yeah, and isn't Joe Biden Joe Biden's a gun grabber? Bingo! I do like the Bingo. sound. Bite. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love that. Yeah, that, I was gonna remark on that. Like, <laughs> it's a very Joe Biden sound clip. <laughs> it's he's a, he's of the bingo crowd himself. <laughs> In the this past debate, and then um, whenever Trump has talked about Black Lives Matter in the past, I do like when he starts talking about how. His first exposure to them was people marching in the street saying, pigs in a blanket, fry them up, let's eat them. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meeting the police. <laughs> yeah, he said that on TV <laughs> the <Yeah>. other night. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that just tickles me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more Trump one, and this one's just plain fun, so. My husband's administration has worked to try and effect change. This resident also continues to fight for school choice, giving parents more options to help their children flourish. Yes, uh, First Lady uh, promoting school choice, mm-hmm. which we all know is a euphemism for defunding public education, but <laughs> but it's coming through the voice of our, our lovely Melania Trump. Yeah, that's really going to win over a lot of people, I think. <laughs> it's a hot-button issue here in Iowa, school choice. Everyone's always talking about it. And they're also talking about how much they love Melania Trump. It makes Trump so much more relatable Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. Melania steps up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> <laughs> but Stella, you're the woman on the mic. <laughs> you have to do it for us. <laughs> I'll just again promote uh, Borat 2. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's zoom in a little bit. We got a Senate race. We got Teresa Greenfield against Joni Ernst. And, uh, I mean, Ernst is very famous for a 2014 campaign ad that she put out, the one about about pigs' genitals. Making mm-hmm. them squeal. Probably the first time ever that a, a senator, you know, got into office totally based on talking about a pig's dick. Balls. Yeah, well, like the balls, specifically. You're right. Come on. I meant dick as a general <laughs> term. Please be anatomically correct here. <laughs> I call the whole, you know, general region the dick, you know. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. <laughs> the whole bottom half of the man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's right. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how Teresa Greenfield's ads can match up to the, you know, the lingering memory of the absolutely powerful pig's balls ad from six years ago those balls cast a lawn shadow (laughs) (laughs) which you know absolutely single-handedly propelled Joni Ernst into office and we can also uh, compare her 2020 campaign to the pig balls ad and see if you know should she just run with the same kind of thing or (laughs) has she gone in a new direction and I will say that this is like one of the most competitive Senate races in the country right now. There's like tons of money pouring yes. into this, specifically mm-hmm. on Greenfield side. Like yeah, it's Democrats like the most, ex- very... isn't the most expensive race in like Senate history or some shit now? Uh, I don't know that for sure, but I, I do know there's, there's a shitload of Democratic money coming in for Teresa Greenfield's campaign. Oh, I think I might have heard that. Totally possible. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because it's just like competing business interests. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> those who feel that they would be benefit from Democrats versus those who feel that they would benefit from Republicans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not not coming from any sort of grassroots yeah. level at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe some, but like, I don't know. It's it's just motivated by like getting Trump out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, speaking of business, I guess we'll start with this Greenfield ad. Teresa Greenfield helped me a lot when I was starting my small business. I leased space from her company and she took great care of us. And when I hear attack ads from Joni Ernst saying otherwise, I know they're full of garbage. Teresa cares about small businesses and workers like me. The small business candidate. That yeah. is definitely um, so. My in-laws live in Des Moines, and they don't like Teresa Greenfield because 
I don't know if this is like a major topic in, in the Des Moines area, Evan, you'll have to let me know if you've heard this, but apparently she was involved in some sort of dealing where she made a bunch of like small businesses in Windsor Heights leave their storefronts so that like this little corporate like store could come in and take mm-hmm. over that that spot. But then that deal fell through. So all these small businesses were just like out and it kind of devastated like this block, you know, like Windsor Heights, they have that main drag and there's several storefronts there. Mm-hmm, Apparently right. they all had to peace out. Yeah. I, I think that is true. For, like she was like a real estate developer. Like that was what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And she did, I think, I, I've heard that, yeah, she was prioritizing like corporate shit over small businesses, but like, yeah, it wasn't like a big box. Store, it's it's but... it's one of those things where it's like Republicans hate Democrats for doing the same thing that Republicans would do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and vice. I mean, obviously, it works both ways, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's just like g- generic sort of shit. That well, I mean, she's a generic candidate. She you know yeah. she represents business interests, and I did find it was it's the second most expensive race in U.S. Senate history or U.S political history wow wow um there's been 195 million dollars of spending <laughs> and it is it is crazy with the amount of like ads you see on youtube like i don't see any of these ads because i don't watch tv but i'm one of those hipsters but <laughs> well you're a person under the age of 40 so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah true <laughs> but yeah it's crazy the amount of ads you see on youtube and like i said the mailers are just ridiculous mm-hmm. i get like probably like five a week from like each candidate let's see how else she's spending that money i went to iowa lakes community college you know i got a job at pizza hut i made just enough money to pay my tuition and get a beer on friday night (laughs) i certainly want to invest in community college trade schools where you can earn while you learn Ooh, we got a rhyming line she paid a lot of money for that i bet Pizza Hut reference. You can read while you Bring back the buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Drive the fucking pizza ranch invaders out. (laughs) Bring back the buffet. I support small businesses, especially if they have a pointy hat on the top. (laughs) (laughs) I earned enough money to purchase a single beer every Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) One domestic low-calorie beer. If there's one thing we Iowans love, it's drinking in moderation. (laughs) My late husband, Rod, bought this car. He died on the job, and all of a sudden, I was on my own with two kids to raise. And Social Security was a lifeline for us. I'll never forget how Social Security saved us, and I'm running for the Senate to protect Politicians love it when their first spouse dies. (laughs) 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 They're like, that's my fucking golden ticket the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulling a pulling a Joe Biden there. Yeah, dang. If I was married to someone with political ambitions, I would be <laughs> checking my brake line before I <laughs> went to the store. Yeah, Jeez. it's like bands that become way more popular when a member dies. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, she's sincere about uh, the social security thing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> She could also be pulling a Biden in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, actually, but <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be optimistic about it. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Here's a, an attack ad that Greenfield is running. Joni York said she'd be different. Let's make him squeal. Well, she didn't castrate Ooh. anyone. You want to really make them squeal? Take away their loopholes and special tax breaks. Give the breaks to working folks instead. I'm Teresa Greenfield, and I approve this message. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Taking on the pig balls ad. This is what we I were I was going to say for. earlier, um, 
because there's a Joe Biden ad that mentions Scranton that like all of these ads are like political ads that would play on a NBC mockumentary, <laughs> doc, you know, TV series. Yeah. Like there's so generic, like every single one is like just absolutely an established like genre of political ad. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of creativity going into this. Uh, I do love the way she says, working folks. And then that, like, uh, country jamboree music. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can tell, like, this one's a little wacky. (laughs) That's offensive, actually. (laughs) That's going to be offensive to a lot of red state or, you know, Iowa red voters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am surprised. You know, it must have been a pack ad or something, maybe not endorsed by Teresa Greenfield. But there's this other ad that I've seen several times that, I thought you were going to play as like an answer to the hog castration ad where um, it's like a dairy farmer and he's talking about how like Joni Ernst basically milked dairy farms dry. And as he's doing this, he's like, he's milking this big veiny udder. And then like, there's all these shots of like the cow's face. Like it was, I didn't care for it. (laughs) I'm just imagining Joni Ernst just like furiously milking cows as fast as possible. (laughs) She's working like 18 hours a day (laughs) trying to drain all of the milk out. (laughs) And she would do it. She's that kind of, you know, she's that kind of gal. She wears flannel. Yeah. In fact, she wears flannel in these ads. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, based on the ads, she is that type of gal. Yeah. I got one more green field for us. I'm a Republican. I even voted for oh, Joni Ernst, yeah. but Washington changed her. This time, I'm excited to vote for Teresa Greenfield. She will work with both Democrats and Republicans to get our economy back on track. She'll never forget who she's fighting for. <laughs> a freaking Republican is voting for the Democrat? Wow. <laughs> That's like really something remarkable and not like <laughs> entirely unsurprising considering they share like 80% of the same ideology. <laughs> She must be, like, an excellent candidate, then, if people are crossing the aisle to vote for her. He said he's very excited to vote for her, too. Did you guys catch that? I did did another Borat reference. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. (laughs) High five. I think my new my new bit may be to quote Borat but not do like the accent, just like be yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, my wife. I'm and loving then, like, doing this. A knowing look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can't really do like the anti-Semitic jokes without the accent though. It doesn't really land the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we heard from a Republican that's voting for Teresa Greenfield. So let's see how Joni Ernst maybe is trying to win that guy back. The values I learned growing up on a farm in southwest Iowa shaped who I am today. Faith, hard work, and service. I'm Joni Ernst, and I'll never stop fighting for Iowa. Snooze. Mm, God damn. Did, is this an old ad? Like, they, do they even bother making new ones or do they just recycle the old ones and no one even notices? Yeah. Even though they've been exposed to them for like hours of their life, you know, like days of their life. Right. Yeah. No one remembers. We're going from pig castration to this. Come on. Boring. Yeah. They should just rerun the pig castration ads. Like, yeah. Probably be just as effective. Yeah. Who cares, man? <laughs> All right. Number two. We drove our trucks all over Baghdad. We kept the supply chain going. Today we face a different supply chain threat. We rely on China far too much. So I'm fighting to bring it home because saving America starts with made in America. (laughs) 
I love how like quickly that's edited because they had to fit it into 15 seconds and it's just like I was in Iraq uh, China uh, bring manufacturing back I'm Joni Ernst <laughs> it's, it's so fast <laughs> I think that's something you would definitely notice as like an audio engineer or someone who's experienced oh, sure. cutting all that stuff together that's interesting It's yeah that one's really quick and to contrast that I have one that's very drawn out and lazy next <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Governor Kim Reynolds. We have a really important election coming up and I tell you the other side is throwing everything but the kitchen sink at Senator Ernst. They saw all kinds of outside money coming into the state. They think they can buy this seat. There's no way. Joni's all over the state. She's never forgot where she come where she's come from. She's in all four corners and she's a tireless advocate for Iowans out in Washington, DC. Let's do everything we can to get her reelected. Thanks so much, Governor. I appreciate the support. And folks, I am asking for your support as well. We need all the help that we can get in this race. We must tell the Democrats you cannot buy this United States Senate seat. God bless you all. I appreciate you. I'm asking for your support on November 3rd. That's one of my few exceptions for the cell phone video ads. It's funny how they are like playing up the outside money like big money buying elections <laughs> like where do you think you came from Joni? yeah <laughs> i'm sure uh, there are some people who will fall for that kind of framing but i mean that's the whole game like it's not just like greenfield doing this yeah i'm excited though to hear a political ad that passes the bechdel test <laughs> <laughs> we have come so far <laughs> hell yeah and a republican one yeah. shit yeah Amazing. absolutely incredible what progress we've made <laughs> amy coney barrett wow <laughs> <laughs> yep and we we get the absolutely stunning charisma of governor kim reynolds <laughs> yeah i you know i have a hard time i thought for a second that Joni was talking about herself in the third person <laughs> yeah i was like this is weird their, their voices are different their voices yeah they are different mm-hmm. but they do have a similar sort of like style i think mm-hmm. yeah the iowa women they're trying to sound like regular <laughs> old working folks yeah very school teacher yeah yeah but i guess that's yeah that's very sexist to say about a female politician These sound like moms <laughs> <laughs> uh visually they are both wearing masks in that video so they're signaling something there that's interesting for kim especially yeah yeah i've got two more for ernst but this one well you'll see I don't think Teresa Greenfield is capable of standing up to the radical left because she's already in their pocket. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Democrat, but I'm voting for Joni Ernst. What? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely who's lining her pockets. It's the radical left. <laughs> Was that a uh, a banjo? Like, yeah, I think like, so. <laughs> very concerned banjo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the music they play on like a prison show that's like set in the yeah. south. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God. All right. <laughs> it's chain gang music. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic bluegrass. <laughs> but yeah, we heard from the Republican voting for Teresa Greenfield, and Ernst has countered. There's a Democrat voting for her, so they're they're at a standstill now. Even this guy's a lifelong Democrat. He wears his uh, Vietnam vet hat to the diner. Uh, talks about the radical left. Yeah, this guy's certainly a dyed in the wool liberal, from what I can tell. 
<laughs> I was going to leave it at that for the Ernst ads, but she put a new one out yesterday that is just too good for me to not include. And I got this one off Twitter, so I'm also breaking my Facebook-only rule, but I think it's worth it. When you make the rules, you can break them all you want, Justin. Yeah, that's what I've learned from politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being a cop these days is hard enough, so it doesn't help when liberals like Teresa Greenfield call us racist. Greenfield says there's systemic racism in Iowa law enforcement. That's offensive. <laughs> Just to impress the Washington liberals funding her campaign, she attacked police oh and called us racist. <laughs> Teresa Greenfield lied about Iowa law enforcement <laughs> to raise campaign money. That tells you all you need to know. Teresa Greenfield, too liberal for Iowa. I'm Joni Ernst, and I approve I this love message. that guy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of a, a Wilford Brimley look to him as well. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm I'm painting a picture in my head. Yeah. That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> he was not wearing a cowboy hat, which you may expect from the way he's talking. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the details, but I saw on Twitter that the older cop in that ad is definitely racist like <laughs> like on the on the record like this this guy is awful <laughs> when he was uh on the force. Oh, so you're offended, Snowflake? <laughs> That's offensive. Yeah, so the, you can tell from the ads, you know, that's the one of the most well-funded uh, Senate races in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting their money to good use. Yeah. All right, we're going to zoom in a little further. Congressional races. Uh, first district, we've got Abby Finkenauer versus Ashley Hinson. Uh, how do you guys think this one is going to shake out? <laughs> <laughs> What's the whole thing with Ashley Hinson, what, like plagiarized every single speech <laughs> she ever gave <laughs> or what? <laughs> Isn't that the situation? Her entire campaign <laughs> website is plagiarized or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's like been multiple like plagiarization. Yeah, every <laughs> few scandals. weeks there's a new yeah. one. Yeah. And she's a former reporter, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you, you may uh hear reference to that in some of her ads. Oh, really? She may be banking on you remembering her from TV. <laughs> a little bit. She <laughs> might Is she a Sinclair employee <laughs> by any chance? Uh, I think she was KCRG, right? Oh, really? Okay, well then uh, never mind. I don't remember for sure, but... I don't remember either. Yeah, I, I yeah. haven't lived, I guess, in Cedar Rapids for a while, but... All right, we're going to start with Finkenauer's ads, though, so here's the first one. My grandfather was my hero. He was a firefighter right here in Dubuque, and when he ran into burning buildings, he never asked where you came from or what party you belonged <laughs> to. He just knew someone needed help. I think of him when I'm working to lower drug prices and fighting to help family farms survive. For me, like my grandfather, serving others is personal. I'm Abby Finkenauer, and I approve this message because Iowans deserve results now. The weirdest thing I've ever heard in a campaign ad. Don't you guys hate it when you're <laughs> trapped in a burning building and your firefighter <laughs> comes in but says, wait, are you a Republican? <laughs> <laughs> That is not a thing. Oh Let me see God. your voter registration card. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from? That is so stupid. You yeah. know that, like, they just asked her, you know, write down some good things about your family so we can come up with some sort of personal story. That is such a stretch. Mm. My grandpa was a firefighter and... Yeah. Well, she's not lucky enough to have a dead spouse yet, so... <laughs> yeah, she's too young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, she seems, like, likable enough on her own. Like, I don't know why you need to, like, do the entire narrative thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. just admit that you're, like, young, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah. 
Yeah, I think of Iowa's representatives, I think uh, Finkenauer is probably the most well-respected. Yeah, well-liked for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I I give her a lot of credit for... uh, Derecho Yeah, post-Derecho actions, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm overall, you know, most impressed with her. It's kind of a low bar, but I mean, she passes it. (laughs) I think she's closest to us as far as age, and I think that plays a large (laughs) factor. Yeah, Yeah, it does. (laughs) In us perceiving her, but... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad that she's pretty much guaranteed to win that, yeah. <laughs> that race. Well, let's see what she thinks of Ashley Henson. When it comes to our health care, Ashley Henson's special interest backers are getting the most out of their investment. And after taking thousands from the nursing home industry, she voted to put workers and our family members at risk during the pandemic. Now, her campaigns are even bankrolled by special interests who want to gut protections for pre-existing conditions and increase prescription drug costs. And when asked about protecting the Affordable Care Act, she said, um, I don't think every American wants health insurance. <laughs> There's no question <laughs> Ashley Henson will not prioritize our health care. I like that ad. You know, it's it's really specific. Mm-hmm. It, it gets her with a really good uh, soundbite. Yeah. And at the end, uh, you guys may not know this, but Ashley Henson is a violinist. And uh, there's a visual of her playing violin over the last few seconds there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we're attacking her for being an elitist who plays a musical <laughs> instrument. Well, I, I don't know if this is their intention, but I kind of uh, interpret it as like, you know, Nero playing while yeah. Rome is burning <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, it could <laughs> be that. Or cool. I, I think le- fewer people are familiar with that, although that was my first thought. But mm-hmm. the idea of like, I'm going to play the world's smallest violin while you, <laughs> yeah. you're denied health care. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, one other comment. Uh, it seems like every campaign ad is pulling from the same very small catalog of stock music. And uh, yeah. if you spend yeah. if you spend more than like half an hour, you know, watching these campaign ads, which is the action of a crazy person, but it's something that I did this week, uh, you'll hear that piano chord progression over and over. <laughs> the one you just yeah. heard. You've been doing mm. it for months, Justin. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Little twinkly arpeggios just going... Yeah. Ham. Mm-hmm. All right, one more. You know, speaking of music, I've got one more from Finkenauer. Abby Finkenauer's fighting alongside us because for her, it's all about Iowa. When Iowans told her drug costs were too high, she voted to allow Medicare to negotiate for cheaper prices. Abby Finkenauer stood with Iowa families, passing a bipartisan plan to fully fund the children's health insurance program. When they put politics ahead of Iowans during the pandemic, she voted to protect coverage for those with pre-existing conditions. Abby Finkenauer got to work, putting our health care first, and she's getting results. Yeah, that adds whatever, but the music is fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking arena rock. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, decent ad. She's really focused on health care, which is probably the right move. It's a winning message. Yeah. Yeah, the pre-existing conditions thing. It's like very popular. Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> it's like one of the three like good reforms that was in Obamacare, along with the rest of the bullshit. Yeah, it's one of the few things that like everyone thinks is good. <laughs> yeah, like the one of the, yeah one of the only reasons that like Obamacare's approval rating is just like slightly hovering over fifty percent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Henson. Let's see how she responds to uh, the attacks on her record. I'm Ashley Henson. For years, I reported the news. Today, I can't even let my kids watch it. (laughs) Iowa mom, Ashley Henson. It's scary. Washington politicians yelling. Attacks (laughs) on police and socialists tearing down anyone and anything. 
they disagree. Yeah. I like this one. America has challenges, but we're still the greatest country <laughs> in the world. And it's not even close. <laughs> oh, I'm Ashley wow. Hinson, and I approve this message because America is worth fighting for. Hell yeah. Don't back down, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That one's... That one's good. Yeah. America's number one. You heard it here first, folks, from this <laughs> Iowa mom. <laughs> Just ignore all of the bad shit that happens around you. <laughs> For God's sakes. Just ignore it. Yeah. We're still the best, baby. Just desperately clinging <laughs> to America's number one spot. <laughs> Normalcy. Yeah. <laughs> We're still the best. We're not going to decline for the next, like, century. (laughs) I do like how she's like, there's too much yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the main problem in America. Yeah. Too much yelling. I'm the lady from the news. I don't let my children watch the news, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. This one, she calms down a little bit. I decided to leave journalism because I got tired of talking about problems and instead wanted to work on solving those problems. As transportation chair, we were able to pass 20 bills out of our committee that were bipartisan bills. And especially right now when you talk about all of the chaos and dysfunction of Washington, D.C. and not being able to get things done, we got things done in a bipartisan way, and that's exactly how it should be. Ashley Henson, Common Sense for Iowa. I'm Ashley Hinson, and I approve this message. Okay, I would say that as a journalist, you actually play a key role in helping people understand (laughs) and solve problems. And I don't think being a journalist and solving problems are mutually exclusive (laughs) roles. (laughs) No. Somebody somebody hands you a piece of paper that says what happened, and you just read that into a camera. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was part of the media, but not that kind of person's (laughs) media. (laughs) <laughs> bipartisan 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 do you think that's really that effective of uh an argument that's anymore? what i'm wondering yeah i i feel like i think i said this on one of the prior podcasts but like it seems like iowa is one of the places where that might work like i don't mm-hmm. know if there's that many other places that would work <laughs> yeah yeah i know that there's people who are Democrats, but they vote for Chuck Grassley every year because of his, you know, high attendance and his power. Like, you get to wield as much influence as he does by just longevity. And he's (laughs) the oldest person in the world. So (laughs) I think there's people who like to see themselves as as moderate in Iowa for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's definitely a whole thing. People like posing as moderate to like make themselves seem like they're above it all. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same thing about the yelling and stuff. It's like, you know, totally. like people are just way too confrontational about their political differences. Like, we all just need to come together. I guess, you know, I guess Biden's running the exact same ad, yep. so it's probably is a, you know, national thing. But like, I guess we're in our own little bubble. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. it just absolutely does not connect with us. That's part of our mission at Rock Hard Caucus is to, to break through that. Make people realize that they shouldn't agree with each other. <laughs> Yeah. We want more yelling. We want socialists <laughs> tearing down more stuff. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous idea to look at politics. I mean, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. when you're trying to, like, win material things, there's going to be people who are opposition, and there's going to be people who are either on your side or could be on your side, you know? It's like, you're actually working towards a goal that actually is, like, different than what the other <laughs> side is, is trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shouldn't be constantly like fetishizing the common ground you're never gonna get everyone to agree with you like ever (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about building coalitions among people who are like most likely to agree with you or whatever. Yeah. And also, uh, the narrator in that ad at the end, he says, Ashley Hinson. That's important <laughs> to note. <laughs> That's very important. And I don't think I said anything about it, but in that Kim Reynolds video, she said uh, Washington, very lightly, but with a little bit of an R, the Washington. Oh, man. As someone who spent his formative (laughs) years of life in in Washington or Washington, (laughs) Iowa, depending on who you ask, Mm -hmm. I think uh, my family was one of the elites of Washington County uh, who (laughs) actually said Washington. Right. I'm just kidding. That's how you can tell. <laughs> I spent the formative years of my life in a trailer, so. <laughs> I got one more from Henson, uh, and this is my other exception to the cell phone video, and you will know why I felt it important to include. Hi, I'm Ashley Henson. I'm a conservative wife and mom to two boys, and I'm running for Congress in Iowa's 1st District. The left is stooping to new levels. They're calling me a fear-mongering candidate or even a blonde bimbo because I represent the conservative viewpoint of this district. I may not be what the left wants as a congresswoman, but I know this district and I understand the needs of our local communities. I need your help to chip in $10 or $15 today. Help me fight back against these attacks. Thank you so much. People on Twitter are being mean to me. (laughs) The left is Aww. calling me a blonde bimbo. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Definitely like cult of conservative. The our our precious white conservative moms are under attack. <laughs> <laughs> Chip in ten bucks. <laughs> oh man, I just love. I wish that that was like a televised ad. Just <laughs> people are calling yeah. me a blonde bimbo. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, though, like if like a person of color had a similar ad where they talked about how, you know, like there's just you can only get away with that when you're a white blonde person. (laughs) Man, that would be incredible, though. Man, what a good ad that would be. (laughs) Yeah. My opponents are calling me a. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then, you know, that like or anyone on the opposition would be like. That's not true. Those are fake accounts. <laughs> like, yeah, you're playing the race card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henson's playing the bimbo card with that ad. <laughs> She's just trying to get my five dollars. <laughs> Sounds like something a bimbo would do if you ask me. <laughs> These three Twitter accounts represent the entire online left. <laughs> Actually, let me just do a quick search of my tweets and make sure that wasn't about me. <laughs> 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 From Justin K. Comer, bimbo. <laughs> All right, let's move a little bit south into the second district. We've got Rita Hart versus Marionette Miller Meeks. Uh, Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Just another totally, you know, these ads are going to be thrilling, I'm sure. Is this the most? I mean, Ernst and Greenfield, Finkenauer and Henson, Hart and Miller Meeks. Mm-hmm. This has to be a historic race for a number of women. Just yeah just running you know up until governor reynolds she became the governor when terry branstad became ambassador to china iowa was one of like two states in the united states that had never had a, a woman mm-hmm. governor right I think the other is like mississippi so the fact that we have so many women running i mean some yeah. of the women are real bad but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, yeah the future is female but you don't know whether it's going to be like a bad future or a good future yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to the future. It is apocalyptic, but it is female. <laughs> There's a lady in charge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it makes the totalitarianism go down a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I think women generally have better political views than men, so, you know, rule over me, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly better political opinions, hell yeah. Yeah, stomp on me in your high heels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the first one from Rita Hart, our favorite candidate here on Rock Hard Caucus. I'm Rita Hart, growing up in a divided household, a Republican mother and a Democratic father. To get anything done, you've got to find common ground. You see plenty of bull around here. We need a lot less of that from both parties in Washington. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Was there a close up of like a cow patty? <laughs> uh no, it wasn't it wasn't quite <laughs> They weren't willing to go that far, but there was a shot of Bull some what? Mud. I was confused. Yeah. The camera I was, was not pointed at the ground. That <laughs> yeah. This is oh in, gosh, in the uh, so in the ballpark of the pig castration ad, so they're kind of they know what succeeded. They know what works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They know it's gonna resonate with the nation, with the mm-hmm. with Iowa voters. And it's animals <laughs> yeah it's bipartisanship and cow feces cow uh animal genitals and <laughs> the stuff that comes out of them whether it's milk <laughs> shit <laughs> That's We're all what about we uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. milk milk lemonade <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom. She talked only in a whisper. A healthcare crisis. My took family her voice. is dead. I learned early on that having care you can afford is critical. We've got to reduce costs for small businesses and for farmers. And it's why I'm determined to take on the drug and insurance companies to lower drug costs and to protect coverage for pre-existing conditions. I'm Rita Hart and I approve this message because I'll be a voice for everyone who needs affordable health care. Do you think it's better to have a dead spouse or a dead mom? Well, <laughs> probably spouse. spouse probably. Yeah. 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 Everyone's mom dies eventually. No one likes a mama's boy. <laughs> Also, is this the same mom who was a Republican? Because oh, it's yeah. me less sad that I can't she's remember. Dead. Yeah, did she say her dad was a Republican or her mom in that ad? Her mom is a Republican. Her okay. dad was a Democrat. And to get anything done, <laughs> they had to come together. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You know, I think it's funny that like they still use the affordable yeah. healthcare thing. It's yeah. like... It's called the ACA, but like <laughs> the first A has been proven very wrong. Didn't work. I th- I think they were kind of mistaken about maybe the economics behind healthcare <laughs> when they designed that bill. <laughs> I mean, just saying. I think uh, you know, there's really one way to get affordable healthcare. That's kind of like putting everyone in the same pool. <laughs> but you know, that's just me. You know, the people who came up with that legislation, they were very clear about the economics of healthcare. Yeah, I think they were actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more actually i got two more from rita here in iowa we know a few things about putting in an honest day's work but all around congress there's a culture of corruption that sprouts up like weeds and we've got to pull them up by the roots stop insider trading by members of congress ban them permanently from ever becoming lobbyists and rein in the corrupting influence of drug and insurance companies I'm Rita Hart, and I approve this message because I'll never forget who I'm working for. Fucking crops, animals. <laughs> uh, I guess, man. 
I guess not crops, weeds, but crops yeah. too. Well, it shows not the her. Fun kind. It shows her pulling yeah, up weeds kind. in a cornfield, so there are. It's crop adjacent. <laughs> yeah. I guess I mean the general idea of that ad is probably like kind of good, but not really. Yeah. Well, there are specifics, but they're like obviously toothless and won't actually solve the problem. So. <laughs> Yeah, corruption bad. I don't know if you've heard this before. And one more from Rita. I'm a Republican. I'm a Republican. And so am I. I'm for Rita Hart because she's a teacher. A farmer. And community leader. Rita worked with Republicans and Democrats. To make health care more affordable. For small businesses. Families and farmers. And Rita helped create partnerships. With vocational schools. Local businesses. And students. To improve skills training. And greater job opportunities in Iowa. I'm Rita Hart and I approve this message because I'll always put people first. Way ahead of partisan politics. Damn, well, that was like four Republicans. How did yeah. she get all of these? <laughs> you know, Amazing. With ads like these, I always wonder if they make the actors say the entire thing and then like splice it all together, or if they like have their they know what they're supposed to say, like and students <laughs> they say that like over and over and over. <laughs> well, that's that's all I got from Rita. So. Her biggest thing, you know, she's got Republicans voting for her. Seems to be a thing top to bottom in the Democratic Party. Yeah. There's Republicans voting for them. And once again, she wow. helped to make health care more affordable <laughs> yep. by working with Republicans. It's like, how do you square that with, like, people's actual reality? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> understand how that is an effective thing to mention. <laughs> yeah. Unless you just really don't go to the doctor. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that I don't, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't really either, but you know, <laughs> mm, I love going to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you may recall, I think I mentioned this on the show a few episodes ago. The only poll that's been conducted on congressional races in Iowa, it was a, a couple months ago, and it showed Miller makes ahead by a couple points in this district, which I think is unlikely. But it's the only poll that exists. <laughs> yeah, they're so, not even trying. Yeah, they're just <laughs> like. So I figured, like, wow, this must be pretty competitive, huh? Both both these candidates are going to have a lot of ads. Uh, no, not the case. I found <laughs> one ad by Miller Meeks that's running right now. So I think they've pretty much conceded that uh, Iowa's second district is going to remain blue. But I did go back. I, Miller Meeks did run a few ads in the primary when she was running against uh, Bobby Schilling. Um, she didn't seem to give much attention to what was his name, Rick Stewart, mm-hmm. the Swamp Fox, the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> For some we reason, him, she didn't uh, we target gave him, him. All the attention he needed. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a little like I probably won't play this whole thing, but here's the ad she ran against uh, Bobby Schilling, which is two and a half minutes long. Illinois politician Bobby Schilling has recently moved to Iowa in the effort to revive his failed political career after Illinois voters sent him packing. Now he's trying to reinvent himself. In Iowa, Bobby says, I am technically a third generation uh, Schilling living in Iowa. But in Illinois, Bobby said, I'm a lifelong resident of Illinois. Born and raised in Rock Island. In Iowa, Bobby says he's a proud Trump supporter. But in Illinois, Bobby wanted a special prosecutor to investigate President Trump. Yeah, I think they should have a special prosecutor. I think uh, Sessions took the high road. Look, for the next four or eight years, this is Republicans are going to be dealing with this all the way through. Okay, that's probably enough of that. But you can see she went pretty hard against Bobby Schilling. Mm-hmm. 
Like, this guy's a fucking fraud. And <laughs> I have two straight minutes of clips to show you. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't live in Iowa. He lives in Rock Island, which is... Part of the fucking Quad Cities. <laughs> the, yeah, they don't understand Iowa culture in the uh, <laughs> rural parts of Illinois. <laughs> no, definitely not. Anywhere in Illinois that isn't, like, Chicago or a suburb <laughs> of Chicago. <laughs> There's no cultural fucking continuity between them. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be a fucking different planet over there. <laughs> hey, you can buy weed there. You can buy weed there legally. <laughs> you can buy weed here if you want. That's true. You can. <laughs> Don't ask me, but you can. <laughs> uh, so by comparison, here's how Miller Meeks uh, deals with her current opponent in the actual election. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Cory Booker. East Coast liberals trying to take over Iowa agriculture. They've got a new plan to shut down family farms in Iowa. New rules, red tape, and limits on production. The worst part, Rita Hart agrees with them. Politician Rita Hart says she supports the principles in the left-wing bill. Rita Hart can't represent Iowa. She represents them. I'm Marionette Miller-Meeks, and I approve this message. And that's it. That's basically her whole campaign. (laughs) Wow. Rita Hart, she's like Bernie Sanders. You you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she mentioned Elizabeth Warren too, which I think we've mentioned on the show multiple times at Johnson <laughs> County, which is in her district is mm-hmm. the yes. only county in the entire country that voted for Elizabeth Warren in the primaries. Right. Yep. So I mean, yeah, I guess I I don't know. That's a very weird district because like yeah, um, I think my dad is actually in that district, and he lives just like due south of Des Moines, like right near the Missouri border. It's very far west for that district. It's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that is. So there is a lot of rural shit, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, really that area, it's like dominated by Iowa City. Yeah, Iowa City and Davenport are like the whole population pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that Rita Hart's going to win that one, despite the polling or, you know, the poll. <laughs> the poll. <laughs> <laughs> so we can move on, go west to Evan's home. We're going to look at the third district now. This is an interesting one because it's a rematch. We've got Cindy Axney versus David Young, and uh, same candidates as 2018. So they've done this before. David Young thinks he stands a chance he can win that seat back. What do you think, Evan? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think Cindy Axney is pretty safe. Yeah. I mean, whenever it is a rematch like that, it's not usually good for the person who's not the incumbent. Right. Yeah, that's true. I get the impression from the ads, though, that Axney and Young... Uh, they hate each other more yeah, than any yeah. other candidates <laughs> <laughs> running right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's I get uh, into this. let's put that hate on display here. Here's Axney's first ad. Yeah. When David Young went to Congress, he was supposed to carry Iowa priorities with him, but he voted to gut protections for pre-existing conditions and strip health care from millions. I'm Cindy Axney, and I want to lighten the load for all Iowa families. All right, I have to explain what's going on visually with this one because it's so stupid. Um, (laughs) When they say Iowa priorities, it shows like a duffel bag and it's got the words Iowa priorities like embroidered on it. (laughs) And it looks like we're at, I don't know, the airport or something. And the Iowa priority bags, it's just dropped on the floor. So it's like <laughs> he's leaving his luggage behind. Oh, yeah. I assume he's at the airport. He's probably flying to Washington, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he leaves Iowa priorities behind. He ditches them at the airport. 
And I, I believe when you see unattended luggage, you're supposed yeah. to report that to security. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it shows Cindy Axney picking up the bag. So she stole someone's fucking <laughs> luggage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess symbolically that means when she went to the airport after she beat David Young, she found the bag and she picked it up on her <laughs> way to Washington. <laughs> Whose parties are these? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some perfectly good underwear in this Iowa Valley's bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one uh, does not mention David Young. So let's see how she you know, presents herself and, you know, promotes her own candidacy. Cindy Axney went to Congress and came through for us. She's working with Democrats and Republicans to protect Iowans with pre-existing conditions, bring down the cost of prescription drugs, and expand skills training. Make your voice heard this election by voting for Cindy Axney. Okay. Uh, indistinguishable from any of the other Democrat ads, basically. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but let's get back to the real shit. Here she goes in on David Young again. When it comes to health care, David Young said he'd protect pre-existing conditions. But when Washington Republicans threatened to pull millions in campaign cash, he caved. This isn't a game. I'll protect people with pre-existing conditions and lower prescription drug costs. Okay, again, I have to explain the visuals to you a little bit. Did you hear that buzzing sound? Uh, not really, no. Okay, well, uh, there's there's like a buzz sound while she's saying all the shit that he didn't do correctly. Is he loading Iowa's values into a wood chipper? <laughs> that might have been an interesting uh, visual, but instead, uh, he's an operation board. You know the game Operation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Operation, but it has David Young's face on it, and it's somebody trying to remove the pieces out of David Young's body, <laughs> and the pieces hey, are yeah. labeled... Standing up to D.C., affordable health care, protecting patients, uh, <laughs> affordable prescription drugs. Kind of repeating themselves here, but mm-hmm. I mean, isn't the implication there that they couldn't remove those things from him then? <laughs> this is campaigning at its dirtiest. <laughs> he has these things embedded in his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the ad shows them up. failing to remove those values from his body. I don't know. Dang. Seems like a a little bit of a confused metaphor, but... (laughs) Yeah, someone started with, you know, that game operation, and then it just evolved from there. Yeah, that's about healthcare, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, back to talking about herself. I went to college, but it didn't get me to where I wanted to be. Then I found a skills training program that paid me to work and learn. Cindy Axney worked with both parties to expand skills training and trade school classes. Cindy's putting good paying careers in reach of families like mine. Well, she worked with both parties. How did she pull that off? That's that's a rare quality among Iowa representatives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm learning. <laughs> All right, but we don't care about that. Let's see what she says about David in this one. Colin has mosaic Down syndrome, so we really need reliable health care. But when David Young was in Congress, he voted repeatedly to let insurance companies drop people like Colin. With Cindy Axney in Congress, we know we have someone standing up for families like ours. Hell yes. Go for the fucking throat. (laughs) David Young (laughs) wants my son with Down syndrome to fucking die. Oh, God. (laughs) That's awesome. That's an effective ad. (laughs) Yeah. Again, pre-existing conditions. That's a big one. Yeah, I just like that is always going to be more effective when 
Like, <laughs> I don't want you to go across the aisle with people who, who think other people's lives are expendable. Right. You know, it's just like if there's ever a time to pick a fucking side, now is the time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are Axne's ads. Uh, and again, like last time, if we're going to take the number of ads as a kind of predictor of who's going to win this race, David Young's not running very many ads. So in order to get some content, I uh, <laughs> I went back to 2018. Since this is a rematch, let's see what uh, Young was saying about Cindy Axney last time, and then we can compare to his current ads. Is Cindy Axney careless or lying? Cindy Axney pretends to care about the environment, but has invested in companies that poisoned drinking water and shot and killed peaceful environmental protesters. But when Axney oh. was asked about her toxic investments, she said she was unaware of them. Now, Cindy Axney wants to vote with Nancy Pelosi and spend $32 trillion on government-run health care. Cindy Axney, too careless for Iowa, too toxic for Iowa. Paid for by Young for Iowa, Inc. All right. Kind of an interesting contrast to now where uh, shooting protesters is good to the Republican <laughs> Party. <laughs> that I think yeah. is the scariest one, like, soundtrack-wise, oh, yeah. narrator-wise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real Halloween ad. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> is Cindy Axney a ghost? <laughs> and a fairly effective message. She pretends to care, but she's uh, actually just as bad as I am. So kind of, <laughs> yep. kind of a Trump Who thing. built the cages? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's see how uh, he talks about Cindy Axney now in the current race. I'm David Young, and I approve this message. Cindy Axney gives away our vote to a far-left congressman. When she bothers to show up, Axney votes 95% for Pelosi's agenda that hurts Iowa. Axney and Pelosi are pushing higher taxes on Iowa families, farmers, and small businesses. Their health care scheme raises taxes $2,800, could cut Medicare benefits, and threatens to shut down rural hospitals. Cindy Axney is a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi and her agenda. She's not representing Iowa. She's Nancy Pelosi over here. <laughs> oh, man. Republicans <laughs> hate Nancy Pelosi. They really hate her guts. Yeah. You know, if we're looking for common ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of have similar feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> that one also had pretty spooky music. That seems to be yeah. a thing he, he goes for. I got one more from him. I'm David Young. And I approve this message. Cindy Axney promised to raise taxes. That's one promise she'll keep. How much will Cindy Axney cost you? Axney supports raising taxes on Iowa families and small businesses by more than $1,900 and cutting the child tax credit in half. Axney's health care scheme would raise taxes another $2,800 and cut Medicare benefits for seniors. Add it all up and the Pelosi-Axney agenda will cost you plenty. <laughs> so basically the same ad again. <laughs> yeah, what is that swishing noise? Is it her with like an axe? Like Cindy Axney? Oh, that, that would have been clever, but it seems to just be a sound effect for the images moving on the screen oh. like next page yeah i got my hopes up <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it, it's not that funny <laughs> and it closes with the uh, pelosi clapping thing you know <laughs> her epic clapping at trump yeah she clapped back <laughs> <laughs> she loves pelosi yeah i think the last ad is where you said something about her bad attendance like who mm-hmm 
fucking when cares. she bothers to show up. <laughs> yeah. What is she doing instead of going to work? Calling in <laughs> sick. <laughs> I respect that way yeah. more than showing up for work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we move on to probably the saddest race in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> it was just J.D. Scholten yeah. and uh, Feenstra. Yep. Yeah. District 4, we got Scholten versus Feenstra. Pretty sure J.D. Scholten was really banking on running against Steve King again. Because he came, you know, fairly close in 2018 to beating Steve King. Steve King was, you know, he had the spotlight on him. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like people were finally like, eh, this guy's a little bit too, uh, he talks a little bit too much about his open racism for us. Yeah. I wonder if it was less like we are so embarrassed by this racist piece of shit and more so like he was losing his political power. It was because he lost his committee seats. And that's yeah. literally yeah. what the ads that Feenster was running yep. was like. Yep. Steve King cannot do his job because he got removed from his committee seats. The racism, you know, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> other people don't like it, so he can't do his job very well. Yeah, that was Feenstra's yeah. whole primary campaign is like, I will be an effective conservative legislator. Yeah. Meaning I'll keep my fucking mouth shut and I'll do all the same shit Steve King did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think JD, you know, he was hoping to have another rematch and it didn't work out, so now... He's, his campaign's pretty much, it's it's not going to happen, man. Uh, and you can also tell from his ads that the campaign's not well-funded. I, I mean, and it probably shouldn't be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's a, a generally, like, decent guy, but unfortunately, think, it's not going to happen. Yeah. When he was up against Steve King, I'm sure he was getting money from across the state and probably outside, and outside of the state. Yeah. Yeah. 2018 yeah. especially, he got a shitload of outside donations. Yeah, he definitely yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, that district is like, it's the most, Western Iowa is the most conservative area in Iowa. And also, like, it only has aims to counterbalance, like, as yep. a population mm-hmm. center, really. Yeah. People live in Sioux City, but they're very conservative. Or they yeah. don't vote. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't have much support from the party, so most of his ads are, like, cell phone videos. And they're, like, substantive. Like, he talks about policy and stuff, but it's not not highly polished material. And his campaign style is also, like, is very reliant on, like, face-to-face interactions, which is not something you should be doing right now, so he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's, you know, hear a couple of his ads anyway. When you love your country, you fight for those who make it work. From the farmers who deserve a fair market to the plant workers who are taken for granted. Or the folks who are overworked and underpaid to the Iowans who want to leave a better legacy for our children. My name might be on the ballot, but this is your campaign. I'm J.D. Scholten, and I approve this message because I believe in an Iowa that lifts each other up. So, yeah, it's like scrapped Steve King ad. (laughs) More or less, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not really any specifics, but I guess I approve of the general tone of the ad. The clarinet music is nice. Yeah, you just like it because this is the first ad we've heard that really features a woodwind. Woodwind, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is this Aaron Copeland shit going on back here? It is very Copeland, yeah. I don't know, I like the basic message of, you know, a kind of like populism. yeah. I don't know. I'm so like I feel like it's just more platitudes. I like it's pretty empty, but you know. I like the message too, but does he mean it? (laughs) (laughs) I think he does, but he's gonna remain powerless, unfortunately. So (laughs) doesn't really matter. If he had a saxophone, though. Yeah, maybe if if he went a little harder. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that might be a little <laughs> different story. <laughs> <laughs> That's his only like real produced ad. Uh, and then he also has, he's paid to run like clips from the news on his Facebook page. <laughs> so here's one of those. <laughs> okay. Now, Iowa PBS pursued debates in all four of Iowa's congressional districts, as well as the U.S. Senate race. Our Iowa Press debate series will conclude Monday night with a total of four out of five races being broadcast. In the fourth district, Republican candidate Randy Feenstra declined our debate invitation. But his opponent, Democrat J.D. Shulton, accepted. Mr. (laughs) Shulton, now running for this seat in his second congressional election, joins us now for a regular edition of Iowa Press. Mr. Shulton, welcome. Thank you for having me. Good to have you with us. Yeah. That's the whole clip. <laughs> it's just uh, my opponent won't even debate me. <laughs> uh, probably it's usually reason. not a good sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're not debating you, that's kind of a sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't respect you. <laughs> yeah. Not even bother. They don't need to respect you. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. There's no reason for them to give you any time of mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably a good move on Feenstra's part, on Randy's part. <laughs> not the even engage because i think it honestly i think you guys are right like it's his seat to lose just given the, yeah. the political makeup of the area he has nothing to to gain from a televised debate like yeah he's mm-hmm. he's going to win that like it would only hurt him to actually discuss the issues with somebody who feels differently from him does he have any ads feenstra yeah uh, i'll get to him right after this oh, okay, one sorry. just one more Shulton <laughs> clip A campaign stop in Mason City looked more like a drive-in movie than a political rally. Congressional candidate J.D. Shulton stopped at the North Iowa Event Center last night to hold a socially distanced campaign event. Rallygoers stayed in their cars and they were able to hear his speech over their radios. He says he got the idea from his church's outdoor services. Organizers of the rally even found a way to take questions from the crowd. We hand uh, out something to everybody and making sure that they can text uh, to our campaign phone uh, any questions they have. And we try to get to as many as possible. And if we don't get some, we'll make sure we continue on and answer them. Reaction from the crowd was mixed. Some saying they preferred a traditional <laughs> political rally, while others were just happy to show their support. <laughs> so he, he's spending money to have that show up in Facebook ads. I don't know. I Hopefully he's not spending much money on that. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> right. I maybe would have <laughs> cut out the last few seconds where uh, reception was mixed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's unfortunately, you know, a doomed campaign. But he's he's trying something. Let's look at his opponent now, Randy Feenstra. Fiendstra. You know, you could have used that, J.D. You could have called him Fiendstra. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. Some cool wordplay there. If you're listening, J.D., you can use that for free in the last <laughs> week of the election. You can have that from me. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Feenstra is not really bothering to run ads because it's he's like 20 to 30 points ahead of his opponent in the poll. Oh, man. Uh, but I'll play this ad from him in the primary, which kind of gives you an idea of who he is. As a kid, Randy Feenstra delivered papers. And today, Feenstra still delivers for us. Feenstra wrote the bill defining life at conception. Feenstra shaped the largest income tax cut in Iowa's history. And Feenstra voted to ban sanctuary cities. In Congress, he'll help President Trump build the wall and stop the left's dangerous border policies. I'm Randy Feenstra, and I approve this message because I bring I'm not Steve King. (laughs) Send me to Congress. (laughs) And I'll deliver. Yep, he's a psycho. 
This yeah. is my favorite ad. This was absolutely my favorite. I, I, the music is on point. Best music yeah. of all of the yeah. ads. Da, da, and da, I definitely da, thought da, that he was gonna <laughs> do, 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 do. I definitely thought he was gonna say as a like his first job was being a newspaper delivery boy, and he's still an adult newspaper <laughs> delivery boy. <laughs> So is the visual he's delivering papers? He's driving a truck, so I'm not sure what he's delivering, but it's got to be bigger <laughs> than papers, right? Iowa values, baby. He's the milkman. Delivering big boxes of uh, life at conception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here's the only ad I could find that he's running in the general. J.D. Shulton's no friend of families. Shulton supports a government takeover of health care that could separate you from your doctor, close 40 rural hospitals in Iowa, and double income taxes on every business. J.D. Shulton's health care plans will make you sick. Randy Feenstra will protect pre-existing yeah. conditions. Hell yeah, it's back. Surprise yeah. medical billing, lower costs, and expand care in rural areas. Delivering on health care reform. Randy Feenstra for Congress. I'm Randy Feenstra, and I approve this message. <laughs> that's his theme music i guess yeah <laughs> she come up with like a like a dance like doing the randy or something <laughs> yeah oh my god i love that you know that like someone sat him down and they were like okay randy these are your choices for theme music and he heard that one and he was like this is it <laughs> yes every ad this one <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, so there you have it. Uh, originally, I was planning on digging even deeper and like going into state legislature ads, but oh, uh, no, dude, it's, <laughs> it's pretty boring and <laughs> save your sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the federal offices running ads on Facebook. These are the ads that your grandma sees every morning when she likes your posts. God. It seems like uh, Russia didn't really need to do anything. I think the disinformation was coming from within the campaigns themselves. It's true. The call was coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's all I had uh, prepped in terms of campaign ads. Uh, We've been going for like an hour 45, so I think we're going to have to... Yep, got to pee again. So that's been the show. Evan, he needs to go empty his bladder. It's like when the music starts playing at the end of a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably the last episode before the election. So you guys have any last minute like voting tips or predictions for the listeners? <sighs> I don't think so. I'm sure a lot can happen in the next couple weeks. Have you guys voted yet? I think you should vote or you shouldn't vote. And you should <laughs> vote for the candidate that I prefer you vote for or you should <laughs> vote for the candidate that I don't prefer. No matter what, though. You should definitely vote. You should definitely do one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Rock the vote. Vote or die. (laughs) I've already mailed my ballot and got my confirmation back. Nice. Well, thank you for being a voter. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Still haven't remembered who I voted for, but... (laughs) Uh, I have not voted. Stella, did you? I did vote. Yeah. How did it feel? Um, Pretty shitty, actually. Pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to forget. I think today is the last day to request an absentee ballot, which I did not do. So I will probably vote, but I guess we'll see when I manage to do it. Hmm. Listeners, if you would like me to vote a certain way, uh, just (laughs) reach out on Twitter. Let me know who I should vote for. I'm an undecided voter. (laughs) Yeah. If you want him to vote for Biden, 
donate $5 a month to the Patreon. <laughs> if you want him to vote for Trump, donate $100 per month to the Patreon. And any any other candidates, feel free to just chip in a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vote early, vote often, make voting safe, legal, and rare. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, we'll count that as a plug for the Patreon. We've got more stuff on there. I'm recording a yeah. another episode. Halloween episode. Yeah, I'm recording another Sonic episode with Tony today where we read Sonic the Hedgehog comic books and relate them to our lives and analyze the characters within. Uh, and then Monday, we're going to be recording Rocktober Hardloween Carcass. Jeez, no one's laughing. It's beautiful. I'm, it's I'm so sorry. Good. I can't laugh at it, but I respect it. All right, cool. So if you want that stuff, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. You can get everything you want for just a dollar a month. It's real cheap. And I'll even give it to you for free if you're really nice and send me a message. Or a piece of Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. That's been the show. Thanks for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Stella. Thank you. And thank you, Iowa. Good night. <laughs> That's now the official sign off. Thank you, Iowa. Thank you, Iowa. (laughs) Good night. Do 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to. You have to isolate that track. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll find that little guitar music. (laughs) 